0: Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast from SDI, the home of spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like, or even write us a review. I welcome you listeners to this episode of a running series we call My Boss is a Zen Priest, a series of conversations that I have with SDI's Executive Director, Reverend Seifu Anil Singh Malaris. In this conversation, we talk about meditation practice, a spiritual practice that brings us into silence. So I've been training as a facilitator for interspiritual meditation through the spiritual paths foundation, which you can learn more about at spiritualpaths.net. And if you want to register for the meditation course, let me know as SDI has a partnership with them. So meditation brings us into silence and the silence is many things. It is a verb. It is a noun. It is a proper noun. And it is many other things, too. And it's amazing how infinitely complex the simple act of listening to silence can be. Let's talk about meditation
1: yeah.
0: as, a, as a contemplative practice in silence. I've been working with Ed Bastian a little bit in his inner spiritual meditation practice and coursework. And it's a seven step meditation in which he's pulling from all the great spiritual traditions, created this practice that people can do together. Mm. And one of the steps is becoming wise through meditation. So it's just a, it's a prayer, it's an offering just to sort of say, may we become wise through meditation and I recently have started to understand what that means and what it means is paying attention to silence and being with silence and I have more to say on that but I want to I ask you somebody who, who meditates daily and has done so for many many years what is what is the encounter with silence that you have or that you, that happens to you? I don't really want to program mm-hmm. the answer here. I just want to...
1: Yeah, well, so so the first thing is silence is awfully loud. And I don't mean loud <laughs> as in, you know, a cacophony. It's just, um, as I was saying earlier, you still yourself and suddenly everything that's swirling around us all the time that we learn to shut out, to filter out, so that we can function in, in these constructs that we've created for ourselves as humans, starts to manifest. And it is um, a powerful entry point. So it's, it speaks in all sorts of ways quite forcefully, if you let it. And you know, not every meditation is is a walk through samadhi land, through through a land of of um, bliss, bliss and integration with uh, the forces of the universe. It's you know some it's like da- like daily life, right? Some are crappy because we're dealing with trauma or or our own minds run amok. Um, our own discomfort, physical discomfort, our pain, unprocessed pain that suddenly surfaces, all of those things are allowed to manifest when we're silent. And what, ultimately what a wonderful gift it is. Um, I, th- I think the silence is the tool and maturity and insight are the outcomes. Meditation is a tool and silence is a tool and and, you know, There's lots of entry points into into this. Everything that we do is actually an entry point. There's Mm -hmm. there's no limitation as long as we enter cleanly. Mm -hmm. Um, But contemplation, the power of contemplation and the power of silence is clearly one of the best ways to enter. And we see this because every religious and spiritual tradition and orientation has that contemplative essence built into it for good reason? Because it actually works, right? It, mm-hmm. it actually—it's—it's um, it's the universe saying, "Shh, you know, listen, listen, you know, there it is." And um, so that practice just encourages. Uh, those wave, those channels to open up and reveal themselves, and allows us to recognize them for what they are. Hmm.
0: Talk about silence being being loud. It's not. Maybe that's not. It's but it's uh,
1: speaks volumes.
0: There is, there is something in nothing. Yes. Nothing is nothing. Nothing and is
1: nothing. Very well said.
0: <laughs> that's a good coin, huh? Yes. I'll, I'll I'll think about that one. Yeah. Uh, I also want to come back to Samadhi Land because that sounds like a nice place. Yes, the where, Pure Land. Where is that? <laughs> well, the, the Pure
1: Land is the, the, those moments of bliss. And, you know, we have them. We've all experienced them. Every, mm. every human being on the planet has experienced them. Um, it's, it's you know, that those moments in our lives where suddenly everything makes sense. Everything is flowing. Our hearts are full of love and gratitude um, you know it's, it's in Buddhism they call it the, like wandering through pure land and Christianity mm-hmm. it'd be like manifesting in heaven it's just this bliss um, blissful state that blissful state if we're not careful however becomes another another thing that binds us mm-hmm. right? and so many people you know, I, we 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 haven't talked about addictions, and we we might do that. Um, that's what addictions and alcohol and drug abuse, which can also manifest as, you know, the pursuit of blissness, the pursuit of samad, samadhi for its own sake, as if it were a mm. permanent state, yeah. as if we could inhabit that state permanently, which of course we can't. Mm-hmm. And so that can become an obstacle, but boy, it sure is nice yeah. when it manifests. Mm. Um, I love it. I love it, but I'm not attached to it. i have learned to not become attached to it.
0: Yeah. I actually had a taste of this oh, uh, recently. Yes, yeah. something of a breakthrough. Uh-huh. Uh, I was leading meditation with a few people. This was last Friday. Yeah. And I was cranking on some work and busy, right? I don't know what that feels like to be busy. And went straight from that busyness into meditation. And I was not in the mood for it at all. And so, so it kind of forced myself, right? There's sort of the the compulsion of being with other people to be like, okay. Because if I was just by myself, I wouldn't.
1: You wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't yeah.
0: have done it. And so I was doing it. And about halfway through, suddenly I just I like felt it. It was like a very real f- f- like feeling of I can only describe it as like a flooding of peace, like flooding, like in my blood vessels, like in my like like coursing through my body, just this sense of like deep exhalation of presence. I
1: don't
0: know what else to call it. It only lasted for I don't know, 20 seconds, maybe. It, totally unbidden, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I can innumerable meditations that where I'm just like, okay, here I am. What a drag. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's over and I'm like, nothing happened, right? Trusting that there are hidden things that are happening that I don't always know about. Probably all the time. Uh, But that was like an actual consolation that occurred. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's why people do this. And it, it does motivate you to keep going. It's like, okay, like there's some... Something tangibly possible in in meditation and in contemplation, contemplative silence. Uh, but then there is the temptation, right, to to do it strictly for the consolations, and that's the that becomes the the problem, or even the addiction.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, we can become addicted to the to the to those states of samadhi, to those states of to being high, basically. Yeah and well, what a wonderful feeling um, and it's great and it should be enjoyed you know when those moments come you should just drop everything else and just go with it because mm. they're not going to last right yeah and if you're lucky they might last a few seconds in your case or a few minutes or if you're really lucky maybe a few hours and, and on some very very rare occasions for two or three days right mm-hmm. that's been my experience but um with the awareness that you go where oh there it is that it's going to pass and everything's gonna be okay. That really, you know, what is the work that we're called to do um, in these lives and it's 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 about aligning with the primordial force. And the primordial force is a loving force. You know, it doesn't I can't explain it anymore. I used to be able to explain it perfectly well when I was in my 20s, but I can't explain it anymore. I just know it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, In spite of hate, in spite of fear, in spite of loss and sorrow and tragedy and heartbreak of all kinds, there is a positive force that in the universe that has allowed us to be that that we are a manifestation of otherwise why you know why would we be here mm-hmm. why, why would we exist and you know we did on what previous podcast we talked about remembering ourselves and and it's really about let let go of all that angst and and just be grateful for what a miracle we are you know, look at these wonderful beings who can see and speak and feel and hear and love and play music and do great art. And uh, Why don't we focus on that instead of, you know, oh, somebody's done me wrong. You know, I'm going yeah. to get even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet we're built with that capacity too, right? That's yeah. the paradox is we're built with these. I can see why the Manichaeans came to their conclusions about there's these two forces in the universe, and they're kind of at you have to pick a side, and they're kind of at war with each other, or certainly at tension with each other, because we are certainly capable, humans are, of of um, of, of being hateful and spiteful and murderous and and uh, evil, you know, uh, use that word.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: So. There's something greater going on though.
0: Yeah. Gratitude is such a powerful tool as well. You know, today I was up at like three in the morning and tossing and turning and you know, and I finally got up and got ready, I came to work, and I come on my electric bike and I got here and realized I did not have my bag, which had my lunch and my work clothes and my electric charger. Huh? So that means that I have to ride that bike home. Without with an empty battery, which is just a slog. And that realization, the first thought that came to mind was, I hate today. Like, <laughs> today is a bad day. <laughs> but through what I... Because part of this inner spiritual meditation that I'm working on with Ed is integrating gratitude, yeah. not just for blessings, but also for challenges. I've, I've begun to be able to, to feel... Just through the practice of it, I don't feel grateful, but just to say, like, I'm grateful that I have to ride that heavy bike home without a battery because it's an opportunity to be alive. It'll force you to slow down. It forces, <laughs> yes, and breathe deeply. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think just like simple gratitude, right? Like gratitude, even just for this breath, right? Just for this moment to be able to experience it to be alive to it to just the the very real now to occupy and inhabit a body with its with its flaws and its you know miraculous ability to pick things up and think about things and make arts or you know plant a garden or whatever take a step Um, each of those things is gift you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have a good sense of what it means to be on the spiritual journey. If you're curious about this, well, do you ever ask yourself questions around the meaning of life? What is the meaning of your life? Do you know yourself in your truest and fullest sense? Why are you here on this earth? What do you have to offer to the world? How can you be and sit with the inevitable pain, loss and difficulty that beset us all at times? These are really deep questions and spiritual companions go to work every day, listening, asking questions and offering compassion to help people like you find your own answers, workable answers. Answers that are personal and practical, that build inner strength and equanimity. A spiritual companion listens to and honors without judgment your unique spiritual journey. Spiritual companions help each person find balance in the adventure of their lives and practice compassion with all whom they encounter. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship, and we believe everyone should have a spiritual companion. If you're interested in finding a spiritual companion, please check out our resource on our website, The Seek and Find Guide, a database of over 7,000 spiritual directors, chaplains, and life coaches from around the world who are available to companion with you on your own spiritual journey. The seek and find guide is available on our website, sdiworld.org. And now here's part two of our conversation. So, I think going into silence, there's an opportunity to be grateful, just for what is, you know. So when the when my mind starts racing or you know the, the thoughts start flooding in, Annie Dillard calls it the trivia and trash. I use that line a lot but mm-hmm. i probably used it on here before
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but just just like catch yourself and sort of take a breath and be like just be grateful for this and for this space for this meditation mm-hmm. for the silence and then nothing really more has to happen
1: nothing you know we're so outcome based You're, you're right it's Nothing more really needs to happen. Something is happening, but we don't need to own it, articulate it, describe it, quantify it, yeah. sell it, package it, whatever control we want to do to control it. Um, we can just let it be and let ourselves be. And that seems to be really hard to do. Um, let ourselves be. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or get back to that, to that state of the butter, the unthinking butterfly, you know, floating through a warm, sunny day and um, looking absolutely glorious and beautiful and unfettered, mm. without thinking about it, as far as without thinking about it the way that we do. Yes. Right. Maybe there's some other kind of. Well, certainly, there's some other kind of awareness that that is propelling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, there's less separation. There's there's less of the separation that we human beings think we're gifted with. We might actually we might be the we might be the cursed ones. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we should be more like butterflies and not unthinking butterflies.
0: Well, yeah. What came to mind to me was like we we're sort of at the bottom of the evolutionary <laughs> chain. Yeah. It's the animals and the amoebas that have got it all figured out. They can just be them. And we're the ones kind of dealing with all this garbage and angst and false selfness.
1: Wouldn't that be something if that were true? <laughs> it could very well be. Yeah. It could very well be. We're all trying to be like like children, right? Instead we say a beginner's mind. It's like regain that level of vulnerability and openness that we had as children. And it's just amazing, you know, when you see a, a baby you know, who's, who's not crying, right? So he, he or she has been well-fed and well-rested, and is just looking around. You can see it in, in his or her eyes, just this wonder. Like, oh, wow, you know, look at this. What is that? Yeah. And, and just appreciating it beautifully and, and sincerely and, and with great depth. So we, we spent all our lives trying to go back to that state that yeah. we began with.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think silence helps teach us that, how to do that. Yeah. To just be, to sort of be that, sort of reclaim that inner child, let go of that adult, mm. who just wants to make things complicated. I've come to understand silence as a living being and a teacher. Mm-hmm. As, have you had similar experiences with silence, practicing silence?
1: Yeah, I, I think silence is, um, the more silent we are, the better we hear, the better we feel, mm-hmm. the better we experience. Um, you know, it's like we're sitting in the middle of, on top of a mountain, and it's a really windy, windy night, and there's lots of trees around. It's this is I love the wind because that's how that's where I hear mm-hmm. the universe manifest and these winds are blowing through the the trees and you can hear uh, the rustling of the leaves and the howling uh, of the wind that would not necessarily be the time where you want to you know get up and start screaming and yelling mm-hmm. right you'd you'd want right. to say shh. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to the symphony of, of the universe at play um, you know there, there's your God there's your universe, there's your Tao there's yeah. your Brahman, whatever, however you want to describe it, there it is mm-hmm.
0: it's ridiculous right yeah. it makes me think of when I was in Iona for the journey we just did yeah. and I you know, was sitting on the water and looking at the horizon in the sky and I wrote this really terrible poem where I was like, "Why can't the water be more? Like, why can't the sky be more? Like, what more do you want to tell me?" It's just this very noisy, immature. I need you to do more than you already are, which is already miraculous and amazing. If I could just shut up and just sit there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so so maybe that's what you needed to do to be to come to that to that insight, which is. You know, um, I mean, we can certainly manifest screaming around and it has its own pathetic effects, yeah. but listening quietly and being in silence is, is, uh, is a powerful entry hmm.
0: This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. To learn more about spiritual companionship and ways that you can plug in and join our community, visit us at our website at www.sdiworld.org. Thank you. Blessings and peace on your day, and may you share blessings and peace to others.